So what the fuck is going on here? Rachel's father is a being called Trigon. And if we can't stop him here, he'll destroy your world and move on destroying countless others. Our scripture states Trigon can only fully inhabit your world after he breaks Rachel's heart. We're talking metaphors, right? We don't know. But if we don't get through that force field and into the house in there, I'm afraid we're never gonna find out. Kid should have asked us to get fucking Superman. Leroy with my co-host. This is Eli the Violator. Oh yeah, that sounds so wrong. I think we just got flagged. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm Leroy, aka Pace Pie Pete. I don't know. Just make up some shit. Oh, you weren't gonna give yourself a Wu Tang name? Oh yeah, I should have. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Oh. I, I did. I did. I. You know what? I did a Wu Tang name back in the day. You know that generator. Oh yeah. You know. So, and, uh, I, so so what was your because you know that's supposed I, to be like hope once you get once you do that that's your name for life you know you yeah i think it was like drunken madman which i thought what the fuck i don't drink but okay because <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's an old story but that's how challenge can be don't got his name you know yeah. in the woo generator so i don't i've never done it before i've never heard of a woo generator before but i, I guess that's pretty cool i will call myself iron lung there you go there we go <laughs> you I don't mean, even smoke i thought you don't smoke I don't. <laughs> it just sounds cool, you know. <laughs> uh, it sounds cool, or you're like really, really sick. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, Eli. It's it's Sunday. Well, technically it's not Sunday, but it's Monday. But are you ready for some foosball? I did. I was. I I. That's what I did all day. That <laughs> you did all day. You watched football all day. I did. I, see, and that's the thing, Eli. I don't. I didn't get the memo, so I don't know if we're still boycotting or not. Oh well. You know, may, I'm, I'm anti-anything anyone's not. So <laughs> <laughs> so if we are boy, if we're not boycotting, you are boycotting. But if we I, yeah. are boycotting, you're not boycotting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can somebody give me a memo? Y'all are late on this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was at work all day, so I didn't get a chance to watch anything. All I know is that, oh, uh, now that football is back, that means talking balls is back. Yeah. So that means, you know, our reign at the top, Eli, is, is gone now. You know, yeah, man. Yeah, we were riding the gravy train on biscuit wheels. We yeah. Riding, but now Tucker Ball's back and just going to destroy our numbers. How is a fucking football podcast going to destroy our podcast, our geek podcast on a geek, yeah. net, geek website? We just pulled everybody's geek card right now. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> y'all thought you were nerds. No, you like fucking sports. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what you really want. <laughs> like, you just put you know. it with this other bullshit until Tucker Balls comes back. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Let me say, can we move on to the next part of the podcast? Sure. Let's just get deep into this shit because I'm ready to get to the to the main course. Okay. So uh, for the box office numbers, Eat Line, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? It's got to be It. It is It. I, I know you saw it. Oh, yeah. I saw it. I knew you saw it. I would have bet money on that. I saw it fucking open at night, yo. Oh, yeah. 
Shoot, talk, talk about it. I don't care. Spoiler. You want me to do the review now, or you want to go, go through it. the list? Fuck it, I don't care. Okay, it. I, quick... keep my, I know nothing about it at all. I know there's a killer clown. That's all I know. Yeah, he's a, it. Pennywise, the killer. So Stephen King's classic novel, very long epic novel, over a thousand pages. So this is pretty much one of those books that could sort of seem unfilmable because it's just so massive. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried doing it back in the nineties, um, like a, a little like a made-for-TV movie, chopped miniseries, what have you, back in the nineties. Um, it was very cheap, very low budget, very kind of cheesy, but still enough to uh, have an appeal with horror fans because of, I mean, Pennywise is such a strong, iconic horror figure. Um, he just has this, this appeal with horror audiences. But um, but yeah, but basically Stephen King wrote this novel about um, there's this town of Derry, Maine, where this monster is feeding on children every 27 years. It disguises itself as it basically can transform into your worst fear. And because he likes to have he likes to feed on fear. Fear sort of salts the flesh and mm. makes that makes the meat taste tastier. Um, so he likes to he likes to scare the shit out of you before he eats you. So he takes the form of your worst nightmare and then proceeds to, you know, eat your ass. Um, he disguises himself as a clown to Lauren children. And basically what happens, the book, it takes, the book is like, you know, 30 years old. So it takes place in the fifties and the eighties, but this new movie takes place in the eighties and the present now. So it chapter one was all about, you mean like 2019? Yeah. Like, like the present day, 2019. Um, so basically back in the eighties, um, this kid, his brother gets killed and he's searching for him and he bands up with these, this group of outcasts of the town. They're like the reject, the nerds of the town. They call themselves the losers club and they basically fight this monster. They find out that this monster is feeding on the town and they end up fighting it and seemingly destroy it, um, back in the day. But they made a pact to say, if he ever comes back. We're going to reunite and kill this thing. So they do. As children, they make a blood pact. And so fast forward to now, chapter two, Pennywise is back. He's back feeding on the town, causing fucking ma'am. And they all come back to fight it. And so the first movie was all about the adults or all about the children. This one's about the adults. Um, So I... I really liked the first one. I was really anticipating this new one. Mm-hmm. Um, but after watching it, I I thought it was okay. It's not as cool as the first movie, and I think I know why. Because all the cool shit happens when they're kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the book is structured like a, like a detective novel, like a mystery. You know what I mean? It kind of jumps back and forth between time periods. And it's structured like a mystery, so it's paced better. So the problem with turning this story in chronological order, you all the strong stuff happens when they're kids, and the the adult story just isn't as strong. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's that's what it is. And the fact that it's a three hour movie, it does drag a bit at times. It's a three hour um, movie. It's a three hour movie. Um, oh shit. 
one thing I do like about it is this is like a big budget horror movie. We don't get too many of these, you know. Mostly horror. The or horror genre. I mean, that's kind of the whole yeah. point of horror to make them cheap. Yeah, horror is usually a, a low budget genre. You get cheap. You know, the the, the budget goes towards effects and, and the scares, and you get like, you know, no name actors and stuff. This the budget is there. I like the fact that a big giant Hollywood studio dumped a lot of money into this horror movie. I mean, that's pretty much unheard of. So I like the scope of things, and I think. This story needs that, you know. It was re- it's required to have that sort of scope and that epic feel because the, it's just that big of a story. So I like that. I like the set pieces. I like there's a lot of generally good, cool horror parts in this movie. It's just it all comes down to pacing. It lulls at times. It keeps flashing back and sort of starts repeating information because you get all the information in the first movie. You know what I mean? And they just sort of – it just becomes redundant. They're just feeding – they're just rehashing stuff we already know in the second movie. So the fact that it's so long, it's like why is it so long when you're not giving us anything new? So that's my main gripe is that it's, it comes down to pacing. It, it, it feels slow at times. But overall, I still had a good time. There were still some generally creepy parts in the movie. Um, my kids liked it. He, he even admits that it wasn't as good as the first chapter. He loves – the first one. He's got shirts, it you know, Pennywise shirts and hats and shit. He's yeah, it was like a like a cultural phenomenon at last. Yeah, one. yeah, it, it yeah, it's cool. You know, it's you know, Stranger Stranger Things. You know, for those who don't know, was was inspired by the the, the original novel. You know, mm-hmm. this the story about a group of kids fighting this monster. You know, because that's that's the core of the story. That's that's the appeal of the story. So when. You when these when they're adults, it's just not that cool. It's not as strong of a tale when they're adults. There's not much there. They're just sort of remembering what happened, and you know, and even even throughout the movie, they're flashing back as kids too. So, like I said, all the strong narrative is in the first chapter. Um, this is just them sort of dealing with the trauma. You know, more about dealing with the trauma of of the past. You know, but. Overall, I, I, I still thought it was cool. I, you know, I didn't like it as much as the first one, but it was still cool. Um, yeah, I give it a three out of five. Three point five out of five. I won't go. I won't go. It's not kind of disappointed yeah. in that. I mean, I think it's meant to be watched. I think they're meant to be watched in one sitting. You know what I mean? You know. So this, as itself, as it's as a movie on its own, it's just nothing without that first chapter. You know. It's just meant. It's you know. It's like Kill Bill. You should just. You got to watch them both. You know. <laughs> so how how so, long was the first one? The first one's like two hours. It, it's a little. I think it's a little over, like two hours twenty minutes. You know, um, it's not three. You know. Okay. I mean, and my, I'm, and I'm, I'm trying think, to see how much time do I need to invest to watch like both of them back to back. Yeah, I, I haven't first, seen either one. Yeah, the first one is cool. Like, you know. That, that the, yeah, the first one's really good, you know. It's done very well, and um, and, I, and, and and yeah, I think that um, I just it just requires that scope, you know. Like I say, this is a the novel's like over a thousand pages long, you know. And I think what happened ultimately there was some stuff because I've read the book, 
there was some stuff I would have liked to have seen in the movie. That's what I was going to ask you, how, how like close with the adaptation. Yeah, um, th- there's a lot of stuff that's omitted from the novel that I would like. There was stuff I wanted to see that wasn't in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that I'm just sort of biased, you know. Um, but it's still cool. Like the crowd I was in was I was a big pack theater. People were laughing and screaming and jumping and shit. I didn't jump this time. The last one made me jump. This one didn't. I can I can I you know I I'm pretty jaded. So movie you know horror movies don't make me jump like they used to. So I didn't jump this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. Well. So. But that's just because it's me. I'm just I, I'm just fucking hard, you know. My kid jumped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've seen too much of this shit, so yeah, like you yeah, said. Yeah, I, I can time it. I'm like three, two, one, jump scare. You know, I can, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there was still some cool shit. There's a lot of homages to other horror movies and other Stephen King novels, um, and there's some really gory scenes. Like I'm saying, this is a big, huge big budget horror movie. And I'm like, wow, that this doesn't happen. You, you don't get to see horror movies of this magnitude ever. And I think that's cool. So Okay. Interesting to see where it ends up. Cause I mean, the first one, you know, made money handle a fist. And this one's uh, the top one, like by far, nothing else is even close. So yeah. And, yeah. It, and the first one has that nostalgia feel. Like it takes place in the eighties. It had the eighties soundtrack, the eighties set pieces, you know, the kids riding their bikes and you know, that whole stranger things vibe. I mean, that, that, that's like what sells these days. Everyone's riding that wave right now. Yeah, and it this like one it just is, hit at the right time. Basically. Yeah. And this one, this is all, oh, this is present day 2019 world sucks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we oh. suck these days. So who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically what happens, okay, so it chapter two was ninety one million. Now the next movie wow, after really? that did Damn. six yeah, it did ninety one million in the first weekend. The next movie after that did six. Okay. Yeah, and that was Angel Has Fallen, that Nick Nolte oh, movie. Yeah. 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 Uh Good Boys still hanging in there. I read an article the other day. Somebody said that um the comedy is dead. I mean like comedy movies are dead. That. I've seen something like that. I saw, like, I think it was a YouTube video. I, I think it was a YouTube video. Yeah, I saw it the other day, and it made me think. I was like, huh, because they're basically saying, like, uh, you know, like, even last decade, you know, like, with Superbad and Hangover and all those uh, Seth Rogen movies that came out, all yeah. those movies, like, did huge, and all those guys, you know, you know, made money. But if you make a movie, the same type of movie nowadays, it won't make money. You yeah. know, even Good Boys is probably, like, the best-case scenario, and even it hasn't even done 100, 100 million yet worldwide. No, no. I mean, it, it's fun, and it does have that type of humor, mm-hmm. that potty dick jo- fart joke humor. Right. But it, um, it's just that, like, like remember, like when Austin Powers used to come out, it used to be the biggest movie of the summer. You know, just yeah, a flat out comedy. Yeah. That's it. But nowadays, they don't sell. It is kind that's of weird. It does make you think. Well, this this generation has a shitty sense of humor. That could be it. <laughs> it's all nobody, I mean, nobody finds anything funny. So you know. Yeah. They they, they they watch cat videos you know, not, and memes. And they think that's, that's funny. You're right. <laughs> fail videos. You know, cat, that, that's uh, cat videos are playing piano or they're dressed yeah. up in some stupid guitar shit or whatever. Or, so. or there's a thick joke. You can't say that. <laughs> right. We, we talked about all that last. They're week, triggered. So. They're tri- comedy triggers people. <laughs> yeah. So it's weird. I think it's a, it's a topic we need to explore later on. I don't think I have enough data to like really just go into that. But yeah. it, it is something to think about that it does seem like the comedy genre is just like the Western. It's dead. 
Yeah. Well, comedy and the comedians aren't doing colleges anymore because protests and all this shit. Oh, because he said this and he can't come and, yeah. you know. They need safe spaces and shit like that. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so we got Good Boys. We got The Lion King still hanging in there. I don't even care what number it is. I know it's over a billion. I, I, think, I think it's outgrossed Avengers. Yeah, really? The no first way. One. Yeah, the first Avengers movie. I oh, think the it's first Avengers. Yeah, not not in game. <laughs> I'm about to say this: the movie that nobody likes. Right, <laughs> highest grossing movie of all time. But the fact that it outgrossed Avengers. That's let me look at these numbers. Please don't tell me that. Oh, f- <laughs> holy fuck! I'm looking at these numbers. Yeah, it has. It's outgrossed like most yeah. of the Marvel movies. It's like yeah. 1.6 billion right now. Damn. And nobody likes the movie. Nobody liked you didn't like it. I didn't even see it. But everybody it's not even worth seeing it. It's like it's no reason yeah. for the movie to exist. Everybody I say or I know that seen it says they don't like it. They like the first one better and why do you keep motherfuckers keep seeing this shit? That's the I don't, that's what I don't understand. Like how does it make someone I don't know. It's we brainwash. Yeah. Disney makes you watch whatever you want to. Uh number five, Overcomer. I don't know what that is. I don't uh, know that either. Why? Yeah, why? That's been in like the top five for like last month. We have like, what the fuck? Yeah, what is that? Let's see what those numbers are. That better not be 1.5 billion or something. No, it said 24 million. So, okay. It hasn't been released overseas. It's just strictly domestic. So, whatever it is, it's doing pretty good. Uh, number six, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is very interesting. Let's look at the numbers on Hobbs and Shaw right now. Now, overall, Hobbs and Shaw has grossed uh, 719 million. Pretty good. But here's the interesting fact I'm looking at. Domestically, it's only done $164 million. Decent, not bad, but decent. But overseas, it's done $555 million. So, it's done almost, my math is off, triple? Close to triple what it's done? Yeah, yeah almost triple what it's done overseas, what it's done here. So, that just goes to show you, a lot of people don't understand why they keep cranking out these Fast and Furious movies, even though you probably checked out after the first one, but they keep making the movie. That's why. They're popular overseas. They make all their money overseas. They've all, all these movies have been like that. The only one that has really struck a chord here in the United States is Seven. And it's because Paul Walker died. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but other than that, most of these movies just make the money overseas, and that's it. You know? So even here in domestically, Hobbs and Shaw is not like a, you know, a gang. It ain't hit like gangbusters. It's doing decent. It's doing okay. Uh, what is we got? Your movie, The Peanut Butter Butter Falcon. Really? That's in the top ten? Yeah, top seven. No shit. Oh, that came out. It came out a while ago. Like it, a few I weeks think, ago. but I think it just hit the theaters like last week when you said it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good. Yeah, it's a good movie. I, yeah, people should go see that. That's a good movie. You, I know you heard the rumors about your boy Shia LaBeouf, right? No, what's up? Did you do something? Not, not nothing bad this time. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I hate rumors, but I'm hearing a rumor that Marvel is looking at him for Moon Knight. Oh, I think I heard. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> Eli, that sounds like perfect casting. I wish they do. Uh, that would just, just so it pisses people off. It would piss people like, off. Like, what about move. Keanu? We want <laughs> Keanu. Boycott Marvel. This is just gonna piss people off, and I'm gonna laugh. It re- it really will. <laughs> but at the same time, Shia LaBeouf. As Moon Knight, that's that's perfect cast because I always thought like the perfect person in my mind when I think of Moon Knight, uh, James McAvoy in that that crazy ass split movie, or whatever it's called. I can't. Okay. 
So where he was just playing like 50 million different different personalities. So I'm like, okay, you can't get James McAvoy because he's too big for a role like this. But who can you get? You got to get somebody crazy. And I'm thinking like, Shia LaBeouf. He's nuts. Get him. I oh, guess because he's like a isn't he like I'm like I haven't read Moon Knight in a while. Like it's I remember he was like a cab driver, but then he was like a rich guy. Yeah, wasn't he like an explorer? He went to Egypt or some shit. Right. And, but he was like disguising himself as all these different. He was pretending to be a bum too, wasn't he? Well, he thought he was a bum. <laughs> <laughs> so he thought so, he was a billionaire and a bum. He didn't know what he was. So. <laughs> So yeah, he's he's basically he's fucked. They don't know if he actually is the avatar of the moon god Khonshu, or he's just fucking off his rocker and off his meds. They don't know one or the other, you know. So that's why I'm thinking that yeah, Shia LaBeouf can, can he can nail that role. Yeah. So and plus, well, he needs to come back anyway. He's not that in, in the Peanut Butter Falcon. He's he's actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he's always been a talented actor. He just does crazy shit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully, we, we hopefully got that story where he he was wandering around one an Indian reservation doing freestyle raps and shit. I think yeah, I think I saw that video. <laughs> I think I saw a video. There's a video floating around him in Crenshaw doing like gang signs to a crib. <laughs> <laughs> so he's I don't doing know if shit. it's true or not. I don't know if it's photoshopped. I was like, that's weird as fuck. Why he's doing it? Like, so he, like he has a Shia LaBeouf has an infinite hood pass. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> So he's basically doing shit Robert Downey Jr. was doing like 20 years ago right. when he was all fucked up on heroin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then he's going to have some comeback story and be like that. And then he's going to get in Marvel's good graces and then you know, clean him up and shit. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they give him a good spit shine. Right. And he'll tell this old story about he overcame adversity and all this bullshit. Whatever. Yeah. So. The Disney bath. The Dis- right. Disney will wash him. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's not, not he's not Disney ready yet, but they'll get him there. <laughs> uh, what else we have? Uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh wow! Yep, That's still, you saw that too. You see, you see a lot of that. movies then. I do, man. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Ready or Not, and number ten, Doria, Dora, ah, Dora, and the Lost City of Gold. I don't know why I want to say right. Doria, but yeah, Dora the Explorer. So yeah, that's the top ten. Uh, crappy top ten. No one really cares. So other than it. That's all people saw. Everything else is yeah. like whatever. So, how do we want to do this next, Eli? What do we, we want to jump right into it? Uh, you want to do Titans first? Because that's comic book related, right? Yeah, I guess. Because we're, cause we're going to, if we're going to, yeah, the Wu-Tang shit, we're probably going to, that's going to yeah, be the, the, I, I the bulk we'll, of the episode. I guess we'll get Titans out of the way. Fuck it. Yeah, let's get to this comic book shit. Because I didn't watch Titans. <laughs> Okay, I saw it. Okay, so Titan, let's just jump into it. You didn't see it. I saw it. So I'm going to just give my quick review of it. Titans did come out this week. It was Titan Season 2. Uh, I don't know, Eli. This was a weird episode. It was just weird. They fought Trigon. Right, the last episode, I don't know if you saw it, like the last episode of last season. I haven't seen any of them. So. Well, Trigon or Triton or whatever the dude's name is, the, the devil, the DC devil or whatever like that, he popped up, but he was human in the last episode, in this episode, he actually is full CGI Triton form, and Raven fights him, and the fight takes like five minutes. You know, he's like in and out, and it's like halfway through the middle of the show episode. I'm like, okay, what the fuck else y'all gonna do? So it really felt like this didn't feel like a season one premiere. If it didn't feel like a season two premiere, it felt like a season one finale. It felt like this should have been the end of last season because last season it just stopped. 
Robin killed Batman in his dreams, and then the show ended. Like, wait, what? Okay. Now we open up with this, and Raven kills Tri Trigon in the middle of the episode, and then they just go off and do other shit. Like, for the rest of the episode. I'm like, okay. So, this is not a strong... Like, if, if you want... You got to come harder than this, DC. You want you're trying to get people to you know buy in on this subscription service. You got to come out guns swinging. You got to come out with everything you got. This episode just felt lackadaisical. I don't know what I was supposed to expect from it. Uh, it had all the folks in there: Hawk, Dove, Starfire, Wonder Girl, Beast Boy, Jason Todd. He's still a dick on the show or whatever. So, oh, uh, Deathstroke does show up at the end. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Deathstroke is being played by. You know Deathstroke being played by, right? No, no. Okay, Deathstroke, Slade Wilson is being played by the asshole brother on La Bamba. Oh, really? Yeah. Nobody knows the guy's name. The dude's been like He's a million Morales. I know his name. You know his name. I don't know his name. I just I don't care what role he plays in. He's a great actor. He plays in a bunch of shit. But whatever he plays, he will always be the asshole big brother from La Bamba. <laughs> and that movie was like 30 years ago I don't care he's always going to be that guy <laughs> he was in Bad Boys with Sean the original Bad Boys with Sean Penn back in the day where they were in like Juvie right not Will Smith <laughs> we're talking about the original one <laughs> I mean like the dude's been in like a billion shows man he's been all on TV great <laughs> actor always blends in he just that's all he's seen and matter of fact he he looks like Slade Wilson even though you know he he's Hispanic he looks like Slade Wilson not a Hispanic Slade Wilson he looks like Slade Wilson Eye patch, yeah. the white salt and pepper beard, the whole thing. You're like, okay, this dude look like a fucking badass. Like, he's gonna beat the shit out of people. So how was he? How, like, does he do anything on there? No, he just walks in the room oh. with a whole bunch of guns. Oh, that's it? Okay. And just looks at him and that's it. Uh, and I think his butler is black. Okay, so I don't know for those not familiar with Deathstroke and they only know him from the cartoon. Deathstroke in the comics also has a butler like Batman. His butler's name is Wintergreen. And I think in the I think Wintergreen in the show is black. I think if that's Wintergreen, I don't know. He all he said at the end like, "Are we back in business, sir?" Oh, and he was watching TV and he saw Jason Todd. Titans are back, bitches, and he just got triggered for some reason. So he has some kind of history with the Titans. So we'll find out about that. That was the only interesting thing about it. Watching Slade Wilson show the rest of the show, you can just throw that shit away. So that was the only interesting thing. Uh, overall, get the episode. Honestly, two point five out of five. I it, it <laughs> I, I really didn't give a shit about anything that happened in this episode. <laughs> it just felt like oh, guess who else was in the show? Bruce Wayne. Who's who's playing him? Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I wish that would have been a better choice than who they picked. <laughs> this was the worst casting Bruce Wayne I've ever seen in any show. Bruce, he showed up. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> He like old as shit, balding. Like, what? You you Batman? Like, okay. So who is it? Paul Giamatti? Like, <laughs> that would have been a better cast of choice. Like, like they just grabbed just anybody. Danny DeVito. Like, who the fuck? Did they? Did you do a lottery? Like, you say Paul who's Bruce who's Wayne? Batman? I don't know. I've seen the guy in other roles before, but I'm like, when you when you you hear his name, you like, that guy's not Batman. I'm sorry. The whole time they're talking and they having like Dick and. Bruce having this whole conversation like that guy's not Batman. Okay, who he he, he looked like he could play Alfred. He should have been Alfred. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe they playing fucking with me or something like that. So I don't know. DC, you gotta come. You gotta come harder than this. This this was a weak episode. Maybe get better. Cause like I said, Superboy hadn't shown up yet with Crypto. 
Uh, I think Slade's daughter is going to be in it because I see a, a, a chick with white hair with 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 a patch, eye patch. So hopefully the show gets better. But right now, that was not a strong episode. So that's all I got to say with that one. Now, can we can we get past? Now that we got to that bullshit, can we get to the shit we want to talk about? Sure, man. Cool. Okay. I noticed the comic book podcast. Fuck all that. We're gonna talk about a TV show now because that has nothing to do with comic books. Actually, they it does. It it does, but they, we're gonna have to make some some wide leaps. They have they, these work. motherfuckers were they were these motherfuckers were holding comic books and geek shit down right throughout the nineties, way before you know MF Doom and you know. Bunch they kind of made it cool for everybody else to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, but we'll get it. Well, well, let's jump into it. Like I said, the show we're talking about is Wu Tang, an American saga. It came out. Now, Eli, I was completely confused about this show because I know you told me about it. We were talking about it the whole time. I saw the premiere. I was excited for it. I was thinking this was just going to be a movie or maybe like a three episode miniseries. So mm-hmm. when I saw three episodes of it, I'm thinking, like, okay, I got time. Let me just go ahead and knock out this Wu Tang movie. You know, watch the three episodes, watch the end, and that's it. So I'm watching it, and when we get to the fin- to the third episode, and I see To Be Continued, I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> like, they hadn't even got to the studio yet. They didn't even got their names. They didn't even got a record deal. They haven't done anything yet, you know? Yeah. And I so, had a hard time recognizing who, like, who the fuck is this? I had to watch it twice <laughs> to realize who was who, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, because it was kind of confused. I think they should have did a better job of, uh, I, or maybe they should. I'm kind of glad they didn't, you know? I don't know. I'm kind of two. I'm kind of two ways about that because watching again, it's clear as day who is who because they yeah. they set you up. Some people aren't clear. There are some people in here that I you have to guess, and I, I'll name them in a second. But the thing about this show is that it's actually not a a movie or even a miniseries. It's a full fledged TV show. Yeah, it's a TV show about Wu Tang, and I'm like, oh, I didn't expect that. Yeah, they're going like deep into the roots, like yeah. deep, way back, like way back in the day. Right, and then when I start thinking about, it, I'm like, well, that actually makes sense. I mean, Wu Tang has nine members, not counting all the other guys that was, you know, running around with them, like Capadonna, who may or may not be an unofficial member. You he was in the show, though. He was in there. That's what I was going to ask you. That's going to ask you. Yeah. What's that Capadonna? Okay, so I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad. Well, you yeah. Well, let's 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 just get into it and then. Yeah, because I had, I had some comments about trying to figure out who who motherfuckers were okay because <laughs> I, I actually went on twitter and somebody said yeah chino was capadonna i'm like okay well, that okay makes so i just remember like when he was in jail when uh riz's brothers was in jail what was his name uh divine I think his name was divine. Yeah. yeah when he uh, was in jail and then the one guy goes you know i'm staten Island's fine as fuck what you heard i'm like oh that's that's Capadonna's verse from uh, Winter Wars. Oh, so that so, like that was Cap. Oh, so, so that was Capadonna because they said his name yeah. was Chino. So okay, and Capadonna always calls himself Chino. So I don't know if that's his real name or I'm just saying. Yeah. And matter of fact, they said it like when the first album came out. The re- Capadonna is actually an original member, but he was in jail at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. That's why he wasn't on the first album. Well, did he have? I think he did have a verse on there, or he didn't. On Winter Wars, yeah, he's got like the illest verse. Like, okay, that's what I figured. I, I can't remember if he was on that first <laughs> album or not, but okay. Uh, on Winter on he was on that the purple tape the uh, Cuban links Winter Wars Cuban, I think gotcha. that, yeah. that was Cuban links yeah. okay gotcha yeah, yeah. okay so yeah so that's the thing about Kevin down like he was an original member so technically he's in it but not in it but he's in it so oh uh, yeah. and let's just start with the way this show starts off this show starts off insane yeah <laughs> I'm like what the there's no fucking way this shit happened. <laughs> 
I'm just gonna spoil it for you. Whoever haven't seen the show, I'm just gonna fucking spoil it for you. You think you know Wu Tang, but you don't know Wu Tang if this shit really happened. So yeah, apparently, I... I'm just gonna say it. Raekwon starts off the show. Raekwon the chef now, the only built for Cuban links. He and his name was Shalak. Yeah. His name was Shalak. I was like, who the fuck is Shalak? The thing is, like, Raekwon was played by the skinniest motherfucker. Okay, that guy. That, right, he's a skinny dude. Like, But that guy, is, he's a good actor. That's actually uh, Miles Morales from Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I recognize yeah. it, but, 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 you know, I was... I mean, the chef. He was, he was, he was, he was, a, he was a chubby oh, guy. Also, yeah. that guy, anytime there's a Netflix show... A black Netflix show. He's on it. <laughs> that, guy, that guy is always busy. <laughs> like I'm gonna get this Hulu money too. <laughs> so yeah, but I was yeah. like Shala, and then he was hanging out with Power, and I'm like, okay, I, I, that must be Raekwon, even though he this is this is before he got fat. So <laughs> this is when he I'm was thinking struggling. he was still fat. I'm thinking they just <laughs> like look. You got to remember who produced the show. <laughs> I was I was just like, oh, this is when he used to be skinny, and then he got Wu Tang, started making money, then he could eat. You know, <laughs> right? I mean, but even on the first couple of videos, he was still fat, even when he started, you know, making on the first album. So I'm like, Let's yeah. See. So this is like how you interpret it. Like if I make a movie and like I don't know, uh, it just Elba plays me in the movie or some shit, you know, because oh, written by Leroy D. You know, yeah, yeah, Jason Momoa is Eli. <laughs> right. <laughs> just because we wrote the movie, like it, it, oh, it's historically yeah. accurate. He's got long hair and a beard. That, that, right, that <laughs> eight pack. You know, yes. Yeah, oh yeah, that's how it happened. <laughs> And so they, of course we're gonna you know make some revision. And I'm pretty sure it's a lot of stuff that has been revised to make this show, especially to make it a TV show. But let oh, me yeah. start off. Sorry, oh. yeah, go, yeah. So okay. yeah, it starts off crazy. It starts off crazy. So Raekwon, the show, starts off the show by shooting up Ghostface Mama's house. Yeah, with his, little, with his like little disabled brother in the house. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And then that's how it starts off. But Raekwon gets even crazier that he actually burns down Rizzo's crack house <laughs> later on in the show. I'm like, this the guy you got to join your group? <laughs> he did all this shit. Like, but did you hear his verse on incarcerated Scarfaces? We could let that shit slide. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't work like that. And also, Power was the one who, like, I heard funded, like, some of their albums and shit or their, their, their studio time. And he what? also was the guy that drove the getaway car for the show. <laughs> he was driving. Yeah, he drove Raekwon to go shoot up. Those and it was his idea to burn down the crack house. <laughs> and then it gets even crazy because Ghostface the whole time is trying to kill Rizza through this whole show. I mean, not Rizza, uh, Raekwon through this whole show. The yeah. only reason he can't do it is because Rizza's brother, you know, puts a hold on him, basically saying, like, you know, he's cool with my brother, so you can't kill him. But when yeah. he gets locked up, he's like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and has plenty of time to kill him in like every certain state. Like if one little bitty thing went wrong, this whole thing would change. Yeah, and I like when fuck. Well, especially when he like gave Rizza the gun to hold on to. Exactly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Rizza, then, and Rizza then, was covering for him the whole it. time. You know, like if for instance, if Rizza would have said yes, he was here last night. He dropped a tech off at my house that was still hot. That would have been it for Rizza. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, Raekwon. That would have been it. Yeah. Because the and only Ghostface finds it, it and says, "Ooh, let me get this," and then takes. <laughs> he then takes Raekwon's <laughs> gun that Raekwon was trying to use to kill him. Yeah, yeah. And Ghostface takes the gun to kill Raekwon. <laughs> yeah. So but those they are must, the guys they, that made only built for Cuban links. Those are the guys that are all in the club rapping on, on the Triumph video, rapping together. Best <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah. 
I forgive you for shooting at my mama's house, man. Let's go make some music. Like, no, that does not happen. <laughs> Sorry I burned down your crack house. Can I be in the group? Yeah, burnt up all the money, all Riz's music. Riz's take Method Man's demo. Who I didn't know. A, I, I, I was like, who the fuck is Shotgun? I never knew his name was Shotgun. <laughs> I never knew his name was Shotgun either. The only reason I knew that because the guy playing him is named Dave East. He's a, a popular rapper in New York right now, and he was promoting himself like months ago. I'm playing Mr. Man. I'm playing Mr. Man. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So when I saw him, I was like, okay, that's Method Man. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's weird. It's, uh, who else was showing up in there? Okay. ODB was in there. ODB. But... OD, whoever they got to play that guy, they, they, he nailed it. Yeah. He pretty, <laughs> like his mannerisms, the speech, yeah. and all that stuff like that. Okay. That guy nailed ODB. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Oh, okay. So I know you heard about they have some beef going on with you guys right now. Right in real life. In real life, yeah, not on the show, but in real life. I no, I did not know that. Yeah, no. so apparently you guys not going to be in the show. I was about to say, is he going to be where? Where the fuck was he? I mean, we didn't see Deck, we didn't see Master Killer yet. Um, Jizz, I haven't seen. Jizz, I mean, at least no, I don't Jizz, remember. Jizz was in there. Jizz was in. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was at the funeral of Riz's cousin from Brooklyn. Okay. Big yeah, I remember, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. that's who it was. Yeah, that's that was that was yeah. Jizzle. Yeah. So, so still not everybody has shown up yet. Like I said, there's so many members. You can't have a two hour or hour and a half movie and tell a proper Wu Tang story because there's too many people in it. <laughs> so you gotta have a. You, it's gotta be a TV show. Yeah, this is like, this is yeah, this is like it's really getting deep and intricate into their past. Yeah. Like, like I, I had no idea that like Stapleton and Park Hill were like rival projects and shit. Which, which kind of yeah. kind of makes sense, you know, like certain neighborhoods, and, and because it's only yeah. so much that anybody can get. Like, if somebody's got to be a top dog, so of course they're gonna fight over, you know, the scraps that they can get. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's just an interesting show because oh, I do want to talk about like even though we kind of jumped the gun with Ghostface because one thing that got me with Ghostface was Ghostface telling that uh. And that's how you know it's Ghostface because he was telling a story from an Iron Man comic. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We, We've talked about this long before. We talked about this a bunch of times on the show that Ghostface has extreme ties to Iron Man and Tony Stark because he was ripping his shit way before Robert Downey was. Yeah. Matter of fact, he has deleted scene in Iron Man, the first movie, mm-hmm. and one of his songs is playing on the, uh, the plane in Iron Man. So he has a song featuring Iron Man. Yeah. So, so he has. So, of course, he's gonna. Uh, he's like, even if you don't know who he is, when you start talking about Iron Man, you're like, oh, that's him, Tony Stark. And the yeah. story he was telling, the comic he was what pointing to, Eli, I had that comic. <laughs> I had when he started talking. I was like, oh shit, I remember the comic. I didn't tell you what the fuck happened. So, uh, the story he was telling was about when Tony Stark got shot by his ex girlfriend and got paralyzed. The name of the girl that shot him was named Kathy Dare. So right. you, y'all can Google this. It's up there. That's what happened. So Tony Stark got paralyzed. Was walking around in a wheel. Was in a wheelchair for like two or three years in the comics. You know, but when he was Iron Man, you know, he could fly around so like that. You know, like Rhodey and Kane in the movies. So, so the girl name was Kathy Dare, and this was back in the '80s. You know, he had like the porn stash and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And when you read the Iron Man comics, every book he had a different girl. So Kathy Dare was like, "Nah, fuck this. You know, you gotta pay attention to me." And she just walked right in. You know, past his bodyguard. Kind of a poolside shot his ass in the, in the uh like the stomach or back or whatever, and he was paralyzed. So I'm like, damn. 
fucked up. So yeah, that story he was telling was actually real. But I remember that book. And I was like, oh shit, he knows his shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Raekwon shot up his house. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just interesting stuff. And then Ghostface was also uh, nailing Rizza's sister behind his I, back, where he didn't even know. I guess, yeah, I guess. So all this stuff was going, all this intricate stuff going on. It's like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just interesting. And and just the, the whole way they were just telling the story, man. You could like really dig into their different personalities because Rizza has you can see that he's the brains of the operation you know yeah he has bigger aspirations than everybody else in the group they only see one thing they only see their corner they only see uh park hill they don't they can't yeah. see past that and because he got to go down south and live with his uncle and you know he got to get out of the city mm-hmm. you know, he his 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 scope of things his view of the world was 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 broadened when he got to leave the city and go you know live out in the country and so he had Rizzo has that insight, right? Know? Like you know, and you can tell that. So like you can say like all these guys have talent because that's and that's the crazy thing about Raekwon. Okay, so and that's what makes so crazy about it. so Raekwon at the beginning of the show shot up Ghostface Mama's house, hid his uh, steel hot gun at Rizzo Studio, and then records a freestyle. And then drop the verse. Right. <laughs> that's how you. That's how crazy this show is, you know. Because that's the thing. It's like these guys have talent, but they have no direction. Yeah. And then, like the next day, doesn't like Ghostface show up and like, when'd you record that shit? He goes, Oh, I recorded it like a month ago or something. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like he just said something different. Like, oh, he was here last night. That whole situation would have been completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but the fact that he was lying for him and covered for him because he was like, oh, yeah. that's. That's one of my artists, you know. I can't yeah. throw him under the bus like that, you know. Yeah, Rizzo was trying to keep the peace, basically. He was trying to keep because yeah, he knew everybody. He was even using yeah. his music as leverage for people. That's like when Method Man, when he talked to Method Man, he was like, "Give me a little time with this guy. I tell you what, if you give me time with him, I give you some free studio time. We'll give you a free beat or something like that." He's like, "Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna yeah, step yeah. in the back and y'all go beat this guy up," you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's the thing he was doing, and oh. Uh, and it was just like his 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 older brother was saying, Divine was saying, your head is too much in the music. You can't get focused with the other street life we're talking about. And that's exactly what the fuck happened. When Raekwon burned down their crack house, he was too busy listening to beats to pay attention to yeah. what was going on. Yeah, he had his headphones on and shit. Exactly. He wasn't yeah. focused. Because like Raekwon was trying to tell him, like, hey, he was trying to call him, like, yo, yo. We're about to burn down your crib, yo. Get out of there. But he right. was out his headphones on. <laughs> and, so, and it just brings out to their personality what's going on. Because we can argue about what's true and what's not true. But what we do understand is that, okay, out of this show, we can understand that Ghostface and Raekwon are pretty much like the like the, the, the most street guys in the show. Yeah. And we listen to their music, like out of the Wu-Tang, because they all have different personalities. They have the most, they're the most street guys in the group. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's so you expect, you know, the hard drugs, guns, stuff like that. You know, when those guys are rapping, that's what you get. You're not going to get, you know, fancy metaphors and clever wordplay. I mean, you're going to get it, but you're getting like real life, true stories with these guys and that you expect with them. So it makes sense that the story they're telling in this reflects it in the music, you know? Yeah. Uh, Rizza's, like, Rizza's story, like I said, he's got his head in the clouds, he's not in. You know, in the same mind frame as everybody else, and musically wise, he's the same way. He's always rapping about some other stuff. You know, yeah. why he's like the main, you know, architect behind Wu Tang. Uh, who designed the logo? They said somebody designed a logo. I can't remember who designed the logo. Some guy. I, yeah. 
I don't remember. It, it was a white guy. I, I don't. I know who you're talking about though. But he, yeah. yeah he oh, hopefully that they'll w. they'll mention that in the later shows. You yeah. Because it seemed like the later show at first the show it pretty much felt like you know the wire. You know, yeah. But by the time the third show came out, okay, let's try to bring this back to like a behind the music episode. You know? Yeah. And, so. and, and and that's and you saw that like when RZA does when they got the battle rap, RZA mm-hmm. does this rap about being a sperm, right? You know, full of all this like really intricate scientific you know terminology and shit. No right. one like and you can't do you that at a about? party. You, that's not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the crowds are looking at him like, what the hell is he talking about? Like that's you yeah. can't do that at a party. That's completely. And horrible. that was RZA's. RZA was always doing like when he, you know perpendicular to the square. You know he's always, <laughs> he was always rapping rap, like like this like 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 homework rhymes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's how you could tell like him and Jizza are you know cousins because they both of those guys kind of rapped on that type of level. You know. Yeah. You know, and then you know, then you got like Ghostface and Raekwon, and when like, especially Ghostface, he's a storyteller. Right. And he was he he had very vivid storytelling. He's like, okay, there's no way he could know this about know this much about this shit unless he was actually there. Exactly. There's this this gets this way you can watch on TV and and guess yeah. this shit. Yeah. Because there's been songs where like I've like. Like actually got shivered. Like I actually teared up. One I remember Maxine on I think it was Bulletproof Wallets mm-hmm. when he raps about the kids being abused by the crackhead stepfather, and he comes in and starts beating the shit out of the mom, and and then they all end up beating him up and throw him out the fucking window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, that is so fucking vivid. But I remembered like just that, you know, how he told it, and it, it's kind of funny, you know, that these kids are just beating the shit out of this sh- asshole drug dealer stepfather of the, of the, you know. And then they just throw him out the window, and and then that that all 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 in together now that hook at the end, like the kids are free, and like it like choked me up the first time I see heard it. It's like it's this very tragic situation, but there's also this liberation too. These kids are free, don't have to deal with this abusive asshole anymore. And right. then the, and, and the cops never came. That Stapleton son, like yeah, they just threw this guy out the window, and the cops never came. <laughs> you know, I was like, holy shit, you know. So yeah, Ghostface always had the very vivid style, especially with the storytelling. You know, so and and that's the thing. Of, I think the appeal of Wu Tang to begin with, because there's so many different personalities in the group. Mm-hmm. Like everybody in the group is not a street guy. You know, everybody's yeah. not going to tell those. You know those vivid, you know, drug stories like like Ghostface can or even Raekwon yeah. can. You're gonna have guys like RZA talking about some weird stuff or Jizza that's gonna be a philosopher. You know, mm-hmm. give you some R- rhyming lessons. about chess and shit. Yeah, yeah, rhyming about chess and shit. You're like you're sitting here listening, just you're like, damn, I never thought about life that way. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Does, does that? Uh, who else you got? And, like, then, and then you had Method Man and 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 Deck who were like nerds. Rhyme, exactly. About, they, now the know? thing about Inspector Deck, Inspector Deck, like he's gonna, like he just want like lyrical wordplay couplets. Yeah. He's gonna give you that. That's that's what his main job in the group. Yeah, he's and, the first one out the gate. He's the first one on every song. Yeah, he's like he sets it off. He comes out like this. This is who the fuck we are. He's you know he comes out with the dog. You know <laughs> exactly. Just give us. Yeah. You want the you know the 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 verse to set set the move. That's who you always get. Like he's like the leadoff yeah. pitcher. Uh, leadoff yeah. batter, I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah, now Method Man can do that also, but Method Man is kind of a, a interesting. His his part in the group is different because mm-hmm. he has the most stage presence out of everybody in the group. Like, okay, like we were talking about RZA, we were talking about you know being a sperm and fighting his way through <laughs> other eggs and stuff like that. Yeah, that's some weird shit. However, Method Man, if he was to do a verse, he like he would 
grab the crowd's attention when anybody. He's the he's the MC of the group. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I saw Wu Tang live once. Yeah. And Method Man pretty much did all the talking, and he got like he like staged over. He got like a mosh pit going. Yeah. For he, he, you can tell he has the most engaging person. He's the most charismatic yeah. of the group. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and like we said, like I said, I hang around. Uh, I see it on Facebook all the time. He's the sex symbol of the group. I mean, and he's been acting too. And he's been acting, been acting too. Acting I mean, now, just yeah. just the other day, he posted Jim selfie. You know, he wants to be in a Marvel movie. <laughs> he said this shit I, yeah, himself. I, so yeah. I heard he's like he's a big comic book collector and shit. And yeah, like he was an out, he was on an episode of Comic Book Man and shit. And he he yeah. did it. remember he had a song on uh, Luke Craig K soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, he showed up and he was like that bulletproof love song, pretty cool song. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Calls himself yeah, Johnny, Johnny Blaze, Blaze, the Ghost he, Rider. He yeah. made Johnny Blaze famous. Nobody even knew what the hell John Blaze was. We was all singing John Blaze. You know, John Blaze was slang for you know, oh, that's hot, that's fire, that's you know, something yeah. you want. You know, and he, we didn't and know he where he came weed. from. Yeah, he smoked weed and shit. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know. Oh, oh, those shoes, those shoes are John Blaze. You know. Yeah. Not knowing that shit came from, I knew it came from Ghost Rider. But nobody else yeah. knew that shit. Yeah. And so, uh, so that's the thing about Method Man. He was the charismatic group. Who are we missing? You got. He was that other guy, Master Killer. He was that other guy. They would just, just fill out. We need, we need people to fill out the group. <laughs> Red shirts. <laughs> that's you guys. <laughs> uh, and so that's the thing about Wu Tang. They just have so many different personalities, and the fact that the show gets to spread out, we get to see those personalities. You know. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Method Man didn't seem like he was in the like the street life gutter as much as Ghostface and Raekwon was, but at the same time he was around that and everybody knew him. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. he didn't he didn't he wasn't in it but he knew about it. Yeah. You know. And and that's the thing. It seemed like everybody was pretty much they had talent, but they were directionless and it took yeah. Rizza like vision to put this whole thing together. And I only knew he was vision because he called himself Bobby. I'm like Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Digital. Bobby Digital. Yeah. He had a nigga Bobby, Diggs, Bobby yeah. Digital. So yeah. yeah. So it makes sense his yeah. real name was Bobby. So. Yeah. And like the fact that like at the end, we all well, the end of the third episode where they do the battle, where Eric B and Rakim show up and there's a, you know, and they lose the battle to that one like rap trio from Brooklyn. Yeah. They, but they, said they did like reggae or some shit. Or yeah. And um, and they're all like, what the fuck? You know, and Riz is like, well, they won because they were together, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and like that. That's like that's basically the seed there. You know, this is yeah. where, because they were all there. There was, you know, Ghost, Ray, RZA, ODB was there. Mm-hmm. You know, and Ray, like that, Raekwon wasn't there, but he was in the. Oh, crowd. Oh, he was in the crowd. Was, he was yeah. in the crowd with power. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So that's like the seeds are getting planted. Like this is the yeah. We're starting to see where this is going. Right. You know? Like if if we just attack them one at one at a time, we're not going to win. Mm-hmm. The only way we could do it, we have to combine together. And it's kind of a, a like like that's the thing. Like this show had like. Like symbolism, you know, analogies going throughout this show. Like this show was trying to tell you that these guys were trying to kill each other, like in the first two episodes. But unless they combine together, they're not going to win. Yeah, you know, they're, they're going to tear tear each other down. That's all they're going to do. And That's like, all they've been doing. And he was in jail. Like uh, uh, Riz's brother was in jail. Yeah. And they're getting the guys from Brooklyn were fucking with the guys from Staten Island, and they're like, you know, hey, I know you're from Park Hill, but I don't give a shit. We gotta we gotta stick together here. Right, you know, like, yeah, I know you weren't part of Staten Island, I'm, but we're from Staten Island. And and I do want to talk about that, just the fact that they're from Staten Island. I always thought that was weird to me. Like I said, Eli, I'm not from New York, 
But I know growing up with nineties rap, when you hear an East Coast rapper, you're thinking like what part of the hood they're from. You're like, oh Queens, okay. Brooklyn, where Brooklyn at? You know, where uh Harlem at? Oh, so I'm thinking, okay, then these guys come out of nowhere talking about Staten Island. I'm like, just black yeah. people in Staten Island? The fuck? <laughs> yeah. you know? But it was so weird because you know they had their own slang, they had their own clothes. You know, it's like there was so many of them. So it was just weird. They just came out of nowhere, just repping a whole another borough that nobody's ever heard of before. Yeah, you know? and Staten Island is kind of like it is kind of tucked off in the corner. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you you can only get to it from Brooklyn. You know, like it's not a tax. You got to take a boat to Manhattan. Like Manhattan is like the the. New York, New York. That's where all the clubs are, and blah blah blah. You know, that's the main hub is New York, of Manhattan of New York City is Manhattan. Mm-hmm. It's an island and shit. You know, but Staten Island, there was no. There's bridges off everywhere else to Jersey, Brooklyn, Queens. You know, Bronx, <laughs> everywhere else. But there was no bridge going to Staten Island from Manhattan. You had to. There was a. There's the the Verrazano connects Brooklyn and Staten Island, so you could never get to it from Manhattan. You had to take a ferry. You know, so it was like it was kind of out of the way and kind of a pain in the ass to get to unless you, you know, you couldn't take a train there. You know, you couldn't right. take the so, subway. So it kind of made them yeah. underdogs just being from Staten Island, you know. Yeah. It was, and it just like, the fact yeah. everything that you just said actually paints a bigger picture to me in the story what they were saying. They were saying, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Divine, Rizzo's brother, was basically saying they have drugs coming in from uh, from this other place that they never come there because nobody pays attention to Staten Island. Yeah. So he had to, you know, basically put all his money into it, all his connection, just to get this connection from there to Staten Island to make it work. Because if it wasn't for him, nobody would give a shit about Staten Island. And because he, because he got that to make it happen, that's why they're all trying to kill each other because it's not enough to go around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting story, man. I'm I'm loving the show, man. Five out of five yeah. for me. Just those first three episodes. Yeah. The only the only thing I could critique, I wish it was like had more like style, uh, as far as like. Lighting, like it, it looked too much like a TV show. I, wish I, it had, I, like, I think that's. I, I, I get what you're saying, and I and I agree with you. But I think that's yeah. the point of what they're trying to do because I do feel like this show is trying to mimic other like urban crime dramas. Like you got popular ones like like uh, Snowfall, you know, Power. Uh, mm-hmm. What's that other one that's a popular one? Basically, those shows like that that are like super popular right now, and it did feel like kind of Wu Tang is trying to ape that style a little bit over there because i see on my timeline all the time for people that have seen wu-tang oh wu-tang is better than power wu-tang is better than snowfall you know because they they thinking it's the same type of show like those shows yeah you know but i was like just just give it some more kind like like because you could tell this they're really getting like into the details of the crime organization Mm -hmm. like just think if this had some godfather style lighting where they had more shadows you know what i mean i think that would go a long way instead of just looking like just a regular old tv show it's too it's too uh it's too static i guess Mm -hmm. i you know the look of it i mean i like i like the story and i'm into what's going on i just wish it had more visual style like like what if like if it looked like um What's the guy? Hype Williams. You know what I mean? How he would right, like really stylize videos, like belly and shit. or something. Yeah. yeah, like belly, and really fuck with like the, the the set pieces and lighting. I think this would be like classic. You know? Yeah, I, I think we're yeah. asking too much of Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm not. I, I completely agree with you on that. It, it could like visually could stick out a little bit more because I mean, if you just look at like say if we didn't know. This was going to eventually be the Wu Tang Clan. It would kind of 
just be like another generic crime show like Power or Snowfall or something like mm-hmm. that. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. especially since we know who they're gonna be like let's say if we didn't know who they were gonna be, we just like, Oh, I wonder what's gonna happen with these guys. I think Raekwon eventually is gonna kill Ghostface, you know. Or... <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, like like when it when I when I was at the end of the third episode, I was like, What? That's it. I like got super bummed out. Then I said, "Oh, stay tuned for next week's episode." Episode five. I was like, "Whoo!" Right. I was like, "I, I, I wanted more." Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. More. I was like ready to binge this shit, but I like that they're making us wait. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't need to take it all now. Oh, so. change of subjects. Uh, Netflix is gonna eventually go that route, also. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Honestly, I think, and, and actually, it should have been one of our topics, also. Uh, are, are we doing Wu Tang? So we go to the next topic. Sure. Okay, five out of five for me. I know you hate the yeah. lighting on it looks like a TV show. 4.5 yeah. out of 5. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Understandable. Okay. Completely understandable. <laughs> or 4.8 out of 5. Fuck it. It's, not, it's, <laughs> it's, just, very much, it's just a minor me being a film geek type of critique, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're like, you, 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 you critique these shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watch them. You critique. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the reason I wanted to talk the next uh, topic because we don't want to talk about Netflix because Netflix is going to – a different type of they basically go on the same route that Hulu's going where they're going to drop shows every week Eli I prefer that the reason I prefer that is because it's hard trying to binge watch these, binge watch these shows over the weekend Yeah, and I know people can say well you can watch it at your leisure you can watch when you, you want to no you can't you can't yeah. watch it at your leisure because yeah. if I don't watch it on the weekend it will be spoiled for me by Monday yeah and because Facebook loves and Twitter and social media and everything, they love to spoil every single minute detail, and they don't care whether you watch it or not. If you complain about it, well, that's your fault. You should have stayed off the internet. Like what the fuck, man? So yeah, now, yeah, you stay have off to... the internet. If I stay off the internet, everybody would think I fucking died. Right. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen Eli in two days. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it's hard to just stay off the internet and avoid internet because that's where we get all our news from nowadays. You know, yeah, that's how yeah. a lot of us get in contact with you know our family members. So we just can't avoid yeah. the internet. Yeah. That's how that's how I that's how we get this podcast. Okay. Exactly. So oh, I'm just gonna avoid the internet and just not talk to Eli. I'm just hopeful, hopefully that he just answered the phone at the right time. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. to do this. So it's impossible. Nowadays it's impossible to avoid the internet. You can't do that. So being and watching it, these shows is stressful. You gotta yeah, it's exhausting, man. It's like yeah. Like every time I say, Oh, that looks cool, and then I found out I find out it's it's not a movie and it's a series, like, oh fuck. Yeah. I gotta watch this for ten hours, like man, and yeah, then I, I tend to not watch it. Can I tell you a secret? But I sleep through some of the episodes <laughs> and just let them play. Like fuck it, I will catch up. Yeah, I did I this shit it. with like all the Netflix Marvel shows. With, like, I Iron Fist. Yeah, Iron Fist just slept through that shit. The best nap I ever had. <laughs> just wake me up when the last episode comes. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I do. I just sleep through these shows because I try to run through them as fast as possible, and it's impossible to watch thirteen shows in thirteen hours. Can't do it. I got, I got shit to do, man. Exactly. Got... Plus, you got to work. Plus, you got to sleep. Plus, you got to eat and do all the stuff. Take care of family and all the stuff like that. It's too much. So, and, and then on top of it, not only that, I'm gonna tell you another bad part about it is that these shows don't sink in enough for you. Take Game of Thrones, for instance. Now, y'all, I don't. I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, but I see that y'all love Game of Thrones. But the fact Game of Thrones drops every week, it gives y'all a chance to discuss and dissect and break down the shows for a whole week, like each episode for a whole week. Yeah. Your chance to do that. Well, we don't two months, do- yeah. Game of Thrones season. It lasts for like two months. And, yeah. 
Right, but you, at least you're talking about it for the whole two months. We didn't talk about any of those Marvel shows for two months. We didn't talk yeah. about it for two weeks. <laughs> After the first weekend, we get it like a, first, a good week out of it, and that's it. We're done talking about the show, and that's it. We don't break each episode down. We don't have discussions about them. We just watch them, move on, and that's it. You know, yeah. this, if you have them break, like, like Wu-Tang, if, if the, we wouldn't probably have been able to break down these episodes if they just dropped all 12 episodes at one time. Yeah, but with three episodes, we got a chance to let them sink in, let them digest. That's one thing I did like about the DC Universe shows. What they were doing, like people were pissed off that you know Swamp Thing was dropping once a week or Doom Patrol dropped once a week. I was enjoying that because it gave me a chance, to, like let those episodes sink in, like yeah, really. Th- I like that. I thought it was great. Yeah, know? instead of just dropping everything at one time, you know. So I was enjoying that. So yeah, I'm Netflix should have been did this shit. To be honest with you, that's yeah. how I feel. So good on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we move on to the next part of the podcast? Yeah. Okay, so let's actually get to the video game section. I'm not going to spend too much time. Just going to jump into it. Eli, a whole bunch of games dropped this week. I don't have money for any of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gears of War 5 has dropped, and apparently Batista is in the trailer. I saw the, yeah, I saw the yeah. commercial. Yeah. So I guess Batista is in the game, or not. I don't know. I, I, I plan on getting it, but just going to get it right now. NBA 2K has already dropped. I do want to let all my listeners that are playing NBA 2K right now, please put the game down at least for a little while and hug your family. Because <laughs> I know too many people that would just play NBA 2K and do nothing else. <laughs> don't go to work. Don't sleep. Forget their family. All kind of stuff like that. Like, don't let it consume your life. And that's honestly, that's the thing that uh, people complain about video games. People think video games make people violent. No. people make Video games just make people get too much into their own world, stuff like that. Like, Fortnite not going to make you kill anybody. What it's going to do is make you do those dumbass dances. <laughs> that's what I'm worried about, you know. So, yeah, so that's the thing about those video games. So, Eli, I can't get it right now, but give me to the end of the week. I got, I got, I'm getting paid. Got a, got a bonus check coming on this check. Uh, I also have that Labor Day bonus going to be on there. And I'm going to get my first YouTube check. Oh, damn, again? No, no. The, I mean, I got approved for YouTube, but I didn't get an actual check. Now I'm actually getting getting a check this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. So you know what that means, Eli? Titty bar? Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got to find one, a good one in Jacksonville won't get shot. That's all. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I'm going to just go past that. I'm not going to talk about the next part. Uh, so let's move on to the next part of the podcast. So... This part of the podcast, we're going to talk about the comic books because it's the comic book bullies. I'm going to talk about the comic books that came out this week, and we're just going to dive right into it. Uh, Eli, can I start off with the X-Men Minutes? Yeah, the, the X-Men Minutes, yeah. Yeah, let me just jump <laughs> Minutes. <laughs> so let me yeah. just jump into that. So put this my is, feet up. I'm going to put my feet up. <laughs> yeah, go smoke a cigarette. Go take a shit or something while I go talk while I just talk about X-Men all day. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, House of X number four, I think. I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. So let's pretend like it's House of X number four. So, based on how the books left, remember last time we left off with the book, they were uh, in this spaceship base that was building Sentinels that was over by the sun, and and the X-Men ship got blown up. So, this picks up where that book left off. Uh, Professor X is back in Krakoa, you know, trying to make mental contact with Jean Grey, because, like, they're they're their point of contact. And Jean Grey makes, you know, contact with Professor X and everybody else in Krakoa also. And Jean Grey is like, you know... Especially, like, give me a status report. Jean Grey, come and give you a status report. Uh, those no-name mutants that we brought, they're dead. They got killed, blown up. Uh, Nightcrawler has some internal injuries going on, but he's still able to make it. Cyclops is a little shake-up, but he's still able to make it. 
Uh, Wolverine just had his whole arm blown off down to the adamantium. So he's he's gonna need a second to recover. You know, you can see like his his adamant like his skin is like forming around the adamantium shit like that. And uh and Jean Grey like yeah we underestimated humans. We didn't know they were gonna take it this far to try to stop us from you know getting to them. And Wolverine just says okay are y'all tired of playing now? Are are we, we see the humans are alpha blood? We need to be the same way with them. Take no prisoners. Because they're not. If we hesitate, they're going to take us out. Like, all of us out. So, let's just go for it. So, Cyclops said, okay, this, you know what? We're shaking up, but we're going to complete the mission. Nightcrawler, you're going to teleport. Oh, yeah, Mystique's on the ship also. She's fine. So, you're going to tell it. So, the Sentinel Mother Mole, the Mother Mole has, like, four connections on it that's connecting it to the rest of the ship. So, the X-Men's plan is to disconnect those connections. So they're going to send Mystique to one. So Nightcrawler is going to teleport Mystique to one, teleport Cyclops to another, teleport Wolverine to another, and teleport himself to another. So they got to take these four columns out. Nightcrawler takes his guys out. Cyclops takes his guys out. Wolverine, when they get to him, it's just a bunch of bodies behind him. And he takes <laughs> and he connect, disconnects it. So you got three columns disconnected. They only got one left. Mystique is getting ready to disconnect hers, and she runs into the, the leader of the Sentinel base, and she opens up a hatch and, and throws Mystique out, out, in, out in space. Mystique's dead. Done. Out of there. So they got one little piece left that they couldn't disconnect. And if they don't disconnect that one, the X-Men lose. So the leader of the base is just like, okay, they, they cut it too close this time. We, don't, we can't wait. We have to get a Mother Mole online now. So she throws a switch and actually uh, uploads Mother Mole so she gets ready to uh, start cranking out Sentinels and start killing everybody. You know? Oh, uh, and so Cyclops is looking like fuck. Mystique didn't complete the mission. We're looking at the uh, mother mode coming online. We lost. And Wolverine, but he looks across the uh, room and he sees Wolverine and Nightcrawler. And they look at him like Cyclops. Don't worry about it. We can complete the mission. We can get the mission done. Can you? Yeah, but it's a one-way trip. We do it. We ain't coming back. Cyclops, think about it. He was like, man, whatever it takes. No, regardless of the cost, get it done. Wolverine looks at Nightcrawler. He like Wolverine, uh, Nightcrawler. Hey, Runt, you think there's something for me on the other side? He's like, you worried about your soul? He's like, I'm worried about what something like me can even have on the other side of it. He like Nightcrawler just prays to him. He was like, you know what? When we meet each other on the other side, everything's gonna be all right. So what Nightcrawler does takes Wolverine, teleports him to that mother mole uh, part, which is like thirty feet away from the sun. Nightcrawler disintegrates instantly. Gone. Dead. Wolverine is still hanging on. And he's just clawing away at the last part of the Sentinel Mother Mole ship to, you know, cut it loose. While the Mother Mole is talking shit to him the whole time. You mutants and you humans, neither one of you is shit. We're coming online. We're going to take out everybody. You know, Wolverine finally cuts out the last piece. Mother Mole slowly falls. You know, gravity takes her into the sun. Wolverine jumps into her mouth and just starts clawing away at her the whole time while they both go into the sun. Dead. Gone. Cyclops like, fuck. We lost everybody. So Cyclops is trying to uh, get to Cyclops the Cyclops is still alive? What a bitch. Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> he just watched all everybody die and shit like what that. What a so, bitch. <laughs> fuck that guy. So Cyclops, uh, so Jean Grey is in the skate pod. Uh, Cyclops <clears> like, hold that escape pod. I'm going to get to it as fast as I can. When he get there, boom, he gets shot. Standing over him is the Omega, or one of those Omega Sentinels. And she's like, oh, no, no, I didn't kill you, Cyclops. What I did is shot you with some nanites to uh, take away your mutant powers. So he's just laying on the ground, just hurting shit like that because it still hurt. And she was like, you know what? It don't matter. We blew up. Cyclops was like, we blew up Mother Mole. It's done. 
So you can capture me. It don't even matter. Then the leader of the Sentinel base walks up, capture you. And we're not trying to capture you. You killed my husband. So she takes out a shotgun, cocks it, blows Cyclops' head off. Good for him. <laughs> Damn, you heartless, man. So Jean Grey, you know, gets that psychic feedback, shit like that, from Cyclops dying, you know, in her head and shit like that. She's like, ah! While she's floating away in her skate pod, the other Sentinels come in and break in the ship. So when she turns around, she actually sees a Sentinel in front of her. <laughs> and it just tears the ship apart. So, Psych- so Professor is like, oh, fuck, my whole team is dead. Like I'm, I mean, he sheds a tear. That's the end of the book. So that's actually sounded pretty cool. Yeah, that was it was a fucking awesome book, man. I'm pretty sure it's got to be retcon some kind of way. I'm pretty sure they actually leave everybody <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking man. dead, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. So pretty sure it's some kind of alternate timeline. They're gonna reboot Maury McTaggart or something. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen, but yeah, that was like that picture of Wolverine stabbing Mother Mole into the sun. That that's that's the top moment in the comics for me this this year <laughs> that's awesome. so yeah i'm giving this book a five out of five this book is fucking awesome D- J- hickman is delivering on this one and so all right uh that's all i got for marvel what should i read what, what should i review for marvel um, you know what pisses me off that fucking immortal hulk wasn't in my pull list this week that came out you didn't read immortal hulk, hulk? i did not i did not read immortal hulk my god so, so I'm a little peeved about that. I was expecting you to read it. That's why I don't read it. <laughs> You're my cheat sheet. Yeah. Um, hmm. Let's see. Uh, I guess, I mean, Punisher number 15 was pretty fun. You know, the war on the streets, you know, uh, Baron Zemo and his Hydra agents are searching, you know, got New York on lockdown, teamed up with Wilson Fisk because he's trying to take out the Punisher. Punisher fucked up his country. And um, Zemo teamed up with some Thunderbolts and tried to take, you know, he's like, I need some superpowers to help me take out the Punisher because Punisher's just too dope. And then the Punisher's like, fuck it. Well, if he's got superpowers or super folk helping him, he he ends up teaming up with Black Widow, Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, and Night Thrasher. Uh, which, and, which Ghost Rider? And, uh, Danny Ketch. Okay. And I see they're trying to make Night Thrasher a thing again. So okay. Yeah, <laughs> and so they uh, they they it's 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 on. It's, it's this book is just more action. They're you know Hydra agents are getting bucked. You know they you know uh, uh, there's a final uh, showdown between uh, you know the the, the the Thunderbolts and and uh, the the Punisher crew. You know. I don't know if the, the, the wrecking crew, whatever you want to call it, Punisher's, you know, super crew. And um, fucking Zemo ends up taking off, you know, and kidnaps. Uh, what's that chick's name? She's he's an old she was an old friend from. Uh, uh, in, from pa- Frank's past, she's on the team, too. He ends up taking her and it's, you know, it's like we're going to do this alone. So that says to be continued, you know, so he wants Frank Castle one on one. But other than that, four out of five was pretty cool. Uh, just just action packed Punisher shit. Normally, I don't care about uh, superheroes and Punisher, but this is this is just fun. You know, this is they're killing it on this book. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Eli, this is gonna be a tough one because I kind of like skimmed through this book. <laughs> so you might have to pick up the piece of it. This is gonna be Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock number okay. number eleven. Number eleven. We're almost. We're done. almost there. Like we thought this book would never end. 
Yeah, it's been what two years now? Yeah, it's almost been two years. I can't believe that. I I completely forgot everything that happened in this book, but okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why you need to help me out because I can't remember all the shit that happened. So basically, what happened? The book starts off. Uh, somebody's about to launch nuclear codes. Were they gonna launch the nuclear codes? Who were they launching nuclear codes uh, at? I think they were gonna. Where that? Were they gonna bomb Mars? Cut, cut the country that uh, Black Adams. Conduct. They were gonna bomb conduct. Conduct. I, I think so. Okay, yeah, okay. Let, let's say they are. They're bombing somebody. I think they're going to bomb Conde. Anyway, before they can uh, turn the key to activate the nukes, Batman shows up, breaks everybody's arms. Yeah. And so, throws Batarang, takes out the nuke, beats the shit out of people, but they eventually overwhelm Batman, take him down. Why they're doing that, uh, we're going to cut to Lex Luthor and Lois Lane. They're going to, I think they're going to the Hall of Justice or somewhere. They're going somewhere, but anyway, Lex Luthor is showing Lois Lane what he found. He said he found this picture. And but there's an interesting thing about this picture because he saw the same picture throughout history, and it's the same picture except it's a little tweak. Like one picture might be in 1938, same picture taken in 1950, same picture taken in whatever, whatever. Lois Lane, like, how can that happen? It was like, well, because somebody is fucking with the timeline. That's what Lex Luthor said. Because yeah. I realized when Kid Flash came back, something with the timeline isn't right. So I did, I tracked him back to see exactly what's going on. And he actually saw everything that was going on. He saw the crisis. So Lex Luthor knows all the crises that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, infinite <clears throat> crisis, Christ on Earth, Flashpoint, uh, the Silver Age, Earth on Parallel Earth. Lex Luthor saw all this shit, knows everything, and knows what happened. He knows every time the Earth gets rebooted, he gets reset at the same time. So what's happening is that every, the, every picture is being set in a new crisis. Like oh yeah. shit that changes and, everything and the and the picture is a picture of of Doctor Manhattan and his wife before he got turned into Doctor Manhattan. Uh no, actually no. Really? I no, thought it was not. it was John. His name was John. The picture is the name right. of John. No no no. The name of the guy was actually uh I thought it was Carver Coleman. Coleman. No, he found the picture in Carver Coleman's possession. You're right. You're right. You're right. I fucked up. I fucked up. You're right. That was picture John. Okay, so that's the picture he's finding. That's why he's seeing this sliding time scale. Okay, mm-hmm. so he finds that out. Uh, meanwhile, Superman uh, is still recovering, you know, from getting blown up in Russia and shit like that. He wakes up, and when he wakes up, he sees the U.S. Army all pointing guns at him and shit like that. Down on the ground, Superman, you're under arrest down on the ground. Superman put his hands up. He's like, look, if, this, if the president is upset with me, I have a con- conversation with him myself. And he just flies <laughs> off at super speed, like ignores them, <laughs> you know. Uh, when he finally gets to the White House to talk to uh, the president, outside is Black Adam and everybody he recruited from Condock, ready to storm the White House. Because I'm thinking that's why he, he must have found out that they were going to new Condock, and he's like, fuck them just to overthrow the government. Mm-hmm. You know, Superman's right there. He like Black. He talks to Black Adam like, I don't really know exactly what's going on right now, but I do know that you guys are not about to walk into the White House. And Black Adam's like, Superman, get the fuck out of my way. I'm going to tell you one time. Superman is being Superman. So Black Adam smacks the shit out of him. <laughs> Knocks him into like the street or whatever like that. And then they start, they start fighting and shit like that. Meanwhile, Dr. Manhattan, who sees the future, is like, okay, I'm about to meet Superman in five, four, three, two, one. Boom. Soon as he saw that, Superman looks up, sees Dr. Manhattan in all his new glory. They show a close up of Superman's face, Dr. Manhattan's face, Superman's emblem, Dr. Manhattan's penis. And, you know the world. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was his asshole. But... Oh, one of them. 
<laughs> and, and basically the book ends with Dr. Manhattan say this is how the universe ends some shit like that because the whole thing is building up to Superman versus Dr. Manhattan so yeah that's the book oh honestly after I read X-Men this book was kind of kind of like all over the place it wasn't like as super focused as the other books were before it but I was kind of a little underwhelmed. still pretty awesome with the shit going on but it felt like it was a setup for the last issue which is coming yeah which we or know that's gonna you, just blow everybody's it, like off. it's a little confusing like I had to go back and kind of Okay, what is Ozymandias doing now? I, I completely I, forgot about Ozymandias. Yeah, he. Okay, yeah, because he he told the girl she doesn't exist, so she <laughs> faded out in oblivion. Yeah, and then and just like how he he tricked everybody into into all this happening, basically. Right, but at, at the same time, he also said that he didn't do too much tricking because he said some of the shit he found actually did exist. Like the Superman theory and how uh, Dr. Stein tricked that dude, that boy into becoming Firestorm. He like, that shit happened. All he did is just put the information out on display. Yeah, and how he used Mime and Marionette. What, why he was using Mime and Marionette? Yeah, because their yeah. baby was going to be adopted by Dr. Manhattan's somebody. Some, yeah, somebody. Somebody. Really, or some, yeah, yeah. We'll ask Gomer. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, like I said, a whole bunch of shit happens. And then, like I said, Johnny Thunder is still locked in jail with the Green Lantern uh, so, but in, in Ozymandias jail. And Alfred feeds Rorschach pancakes. It, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you're just jumping all over the place with this. And be focused. Concentrate on one thing, you know. But I think that's what the next book is for. It's going to it's gonna be insane. So that's what we're waiting on. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it like a solid four yeah. out of five on this one. So. Well, hopefully it'll be out by Christmas. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff John's got too much shit going on, so. But that's all the books I got. So whatever you got, you can you can go. Okay, well I'll just do you know I'll just wrap it. I, mean, I did read Batman, Ninja Turtles, and I did read Savage Avengers and the new Conan. Uh, that DC sitting was quite the disappointment, but you know mm-hmm. I just think that whole DC is just I. So, I uh, it has some bright points to it. It's I. I think it's I. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll go with my book of the week, Spawn 300. Oh, fuck. I forgot that book came out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Spawn, man. Yeah, this big, thick, meaty book just with all this girth. Is is like a double, triple issue for eight bucks. <laughs> you know, like 70 pages, 72 pages or some shit. Shit. Like all yeah. real pages? Yeah, all real pages. I'm thinking one it was sto- like, like 20 pages of story and then the rest of it is Todd McFarlane just drawing shit. No, no, there is some shit in the back with like behind the scenes, and there's like a you know uh, a thing with the where you show every cover ever, ever from oh, every spawn cover. That was kind of cool and shit, and just like behind the scene notes and shit, you know, a couple pages, like maybe five pages, but uh, but this is all one story, you know. It it ain't like you know DC one thousand or Action Comics one thousand, like a bunch of short fucking two page or marvel comics 1000 mm-hmm. you know short one page stories for 10 bucks <laughs> mm-hmm. this is all one story so yeah so yeah take it up back to the 90s you know spawn biggest creation still kicking 30 years later you know oh, and, uh, and, and apparently if for as far as independent comics this is tied for the longest running independent comic you know without being canceled yeah the yeah. number one is a uh, cerberus Cerberus. Oh, okay. That uh, oh. barbarian aardvark. Yeah, that aardvark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who actually but, appeared uh, in a Spawn comic? And Ninja Turtles. And Ninja Turtles. Yeah, he gets around. 
Yeah. Actually, that guy got me too. That's why he had to cancel the book. Here's <laughs> <laughs> he, a whole thing. Look that guy up on YouTube. That guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> is he? Okay. Yes. Oh, fuck that guy then. <laughs> I never read Cerebus anyway, so. <laughs> oh, that Arbark is fucked up too. If you, you read that Arbark, you would understand why that guy is fucked up. There's no way you can make a story like that. We're talking about Arbark. Go back with yeah, Spawn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Spawn, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so this was actually really cool. Spawn 300. It's this big, huge one story. Um, now I haven't been following Spawn in a while. Nobody has. You know? I, I, you know, I mean, a few years back, I read I read some books about him and his dad. I thought were pretty cool. But you know, I I was way big into Spawn back in the day. You know, when he first dropped, that yeah. was my shit. You know, yeah, and I actually, yeah. yeah, I actually followed him for a while. I got into the cartoon. I actually liked that movie when it first came out <laughs> I, I still don't know how i feel about that movie hey it was, like, it was some awesome shit and some stupid shit all at the same time yeah it hasn't aged very well but at the time i i threw it on you know mm-hmm. I, I you know what, what else do we have it was batman forever hey you know? <laughs> first black superhero there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um so basically you know it's 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 todd mcfarlane writing most of it there is a guest writer scott snyder actually wrote one of the chapters i don't know how i feel about that it's not bad. Okay. It's not bad. Um, but he teams up with a bunch of uh, old classic spot artists. We got Greg Capullo, okay. you know, J. Scott Campbell, Jerome Opeña, Jason Sean Alexander. Um, and Todd McFarlane pretty much wrote and inked most of the book. You know. Wait, Scott McFarlane, did he draw anything? Oh, he drew a bunch. He did, okay, but he inked okay. it. He inked it, though. He inked, he's the inker, but you know, he had other artists. Okay. So, uh, so this is broken up into five chapters, um, each getting each artist getting their own section, even though it's one cohesive story. But basically, um, there's some weird forces on Earth that are making people commit violent acts all over the world, and Spawn is gearing up to kick some ass. I guess he's gone public. He kind of people know who Spawn is now. Um, okay, I guess that's what's going on. But basically, it's just him. You know, going around gearing up to kick some ass of whatever's doing this to the world. It's happened. It's like this global phenomenon. People are just going nuts and murdering each other. So he, like I said, I haven't read Spawn since the 90s. So he's he's left past that little alleyway with the bums in New York? I guess, yeah. Okay. He's, hang, he's hanging with some kid, you know. Hmm. Okay. So, but he just goes around and, you know, uh, you know, basically preparing for the for whatever's coming. And um, he gets at one point he gets into a fight with Violator. Um, we see some old uh, characters appear: Cygor, like Overkill, uh, Redeemer, um, Nix. Oh, Overkill. Overkill. Because he wanted to make sure he didn't get sued by Rob Liefeld because they made him together. Overkill. Yeah. Overkill. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Nix showed up. She was. She. Became a house actually becomes a hell spawn and she's known to uh, she's known as she spawn. So this is a new thing. I guess this is like the new thing now. She's she spawn new okay. character from Nix, who was like one of Spawn's old allies back in the day. Um, so that's something new. But you know, even though it's one story, it's it is sort of a celebration of the legacy of this character. You know, um, paying homage to you know the past while still moving forward. You know, mm-hmm. the art is really cool. You know, Capullo's art, all the artists, it's all classic Spawn artists. Um, 
my only small critique is, I guess, the wordy narration. You know that cheesy. McFarlane's always been like that. Yeah, yeah, that cheesy McFarlane uber goth writing. You know the narration that he, you know, the boxes. You know the the deep in the decaying cryptic urban hell. You know that over dramatic. You know, writing that he's known for. Yeah, it's like, a, it's you think little, he's gotten better since then, but okay. Yeah, it's it's a little cheesy, but you kind of laugh at it at the same time. But my main thing is like, it got a little too wordy, and those boxes were covering up the art. So that's my little my main critique. You know? mm-hmm. um, but other than that, it was cool. Like it it brought me back to the day of when I was into this shit. I like back twenty years ago when I, because yeah, I remember I was on his. I was on board with them. You know, I was sick of Marvel. I was sick of well, X-Men. Here's the thing. I, I like Marvel. I like DC. When I respond, they were like, oh, there's some different shit. Yeah. You, you can't get this from Marvel and DC. Yeah, that's how I was like. Because I, 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 got, I got bored of superheroes. I stopped reading The Hulk. I stopped reading Punisher. And it was all like back then, X-Men. It was everything was X-Men. X this and X that. X Factor. X, you know, all this shit was – X-Men was just so – huge and everyone was just in it and I, it just wasn't my thing and here comes spawn is fucking demon and there's blood and gore and guts and demons and shit and like i was like this that is... would never happen in, yeah. in marvel yeah it was it was going places that marvel or dc wouldn't that's why i dug on it and i stayed with it for a long time so you know say what you will about mcfarland and about this character and about you know the the, the you know the, the the comic business sort of you know, flatlining in the '90s and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But this is still one of the most successful independent comic book creations of all time. And you know, after right? next issue, it will be the most successful. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you got? What Ninja Turtles and like Walking Dead? It's like the only other yeah. independent. But, but they're not, comic not continuous. Books. They'll stop, yeah. start. You know. Yeah, but I'm saying like comic books that aren't Marvel or DC that have made this big of an impact. Mm-hmm. on the culture and that's you the know? thing like you need the independent scene to make that big you know that big splash yeah because they kind of drive the like the what i want to say like the the influence oh i don't know what i want to say i don't know just just energy that the uh, the you know breathe life inspiration yeah into you, life like they need that because sometimes yeah. marvel reading another batman beat the shit out of joker or spider-man beat octopus that can get old Really fast, but when you have new ideas popping out of nowhere that you can't get from the big two, you know, that's something new, especially when it breaks loose, like Walking Dead, a zombie comic. Yeah. You, know, you think that that's something has, that should, you know, should have been a no-brainer, but came out of nowhere. Yeah, and it and it's still going. I mean, the comic has stopped, but the show, there's like how many TV shows going, and, you know, it's created this phenomenon. I mean, yeah, you the independent scene is where you can take bold choices and do things that you can't with the, the big two. Mm-hmm. You know, and Spawn was one of them. And, and then the know. big two would turn around and copy that shit if it gets big enough. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, had like, they had a Spawn ripoff. What was the name? Dark Watch or something? Was it the black guy? It was a black, was a guy. black yep. guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm not reading this shit. Yeah, he he stood like Spawn. I think he, he was looked like, like Spawn. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, come on, Marvel, you can do better than this. Or maybe you can't. I don't know. Yeah. my thing about Spawn is that that Ty McFarlane artwork. Like, Tom yeah. McFarlane draws anything. I was buying this shit. Like, he was drawing Spider-Man. He, that's the reason I got into Spider-Man so much, because he was drawing yeah. it. Yeah, like, I saw I, that picture I, of Lizard, you know, yeah. when you just about to chomp the shit out of Spider-Man. I was like, oh, I got to get this shit. Mm-hmm. So, 
because yeah, he got me back. Because I, I remember, you know, I as a kid, I liked Spider Man, but when he took it, I was like, oh wow, Spider Man, let's go. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like people get hung up over these characters like that. It's never really about the characters. I mean, it's always been about the creators for me. Mm-hmm. Like if a shit creator writes a Spider Man book, I'm not gonna read it. But if Tommy <laughs> Farland go does something or Jim Lee does anything, I'm gonna go yeah. there. Yeah, you know. I mean, I was. I started reading comics again back in 2012 or whatever, mm-hmm. 2011, whenever it was when the new when a new 52 dropped because Greg Capullo was drawing Batman. Right, and I've never heard of Greg Capullo before, but yeah. I was looking at his drawing. I was like, damn, that guy reminds me of Tommy Farland. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, the guy that used to draw Spawn is drawing Batman now. Right, I'm there. So, I you can say that being a fan of Spawn got me back into my present. You know, comic book reading, <laughs> right? Because Tom <laughs> you know? McFarlane may be the greatest Batman uh, artist of all time, and he's barely drawn Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, Spawn was supposed to be the anti-Batman, right? You know? he, he, he's like, I wanted he wanted to do Batman, but he wanted to make a a cool Batman, <laughs> right? And when there, did you read the Batman versus Spawn book? Uh way back in the day, yeah. Oh, I, I love that book. I used to like read the cover because Frank Miller wrote it. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But the thing about, you know, I mean, the thing about he created image with all these other artists and a lot of them came and went and a lot of these books came and went and were, you know, they were getting delayed and all that shit. But Todd McFarlane focused on Spawn. He -hmm. gave all his energy to that book, you know, making that, you know, hiring other writers, making, you know, taking critiques and making it you know, what it was and making it a success. Then he went into toys and just built this empire, but around Spawn. Spawn yeah, was but, the but seed the toy for this business whole made thing. him like stupid rich. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but Spawn was the seed of all that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's always been his baby. So here's, here's to McFarlane for 300. <laughs> I mean, you, can, you can make the argument that Tom McFarlane may be the Stan Lee of our generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would not argue that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. I got and I yeah, I got the the the, the Capullo variant cover. Oh, so. I gotta check that out. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so yeah, this is. Uh, I'll give it a four out of or four point five out of five, just because you know, like I said, the, all the boxes were covering up all this awesome artwork. Yeah, but which it, this it was is... still, it's still a lot of fun. And you know what? I might get the next issue. Just to see where this goes. Okay, if you I, you know, issue, just, I will too, and we'll review Spawn. Because now you make me want to. That, that just make me feel like a thirteen-year-old again. Like, oh damn, we can talk about Spawn again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! All right. So, uh, any other books? Uh, nah, I'm good. All right, cool. If you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we have our other podcast. We have our sister podcast, Geek Sav. Uh, definitely listen to Comic Cast because, like I said, they're gonna review a whole bunch of more books than we did. Cause we talk about Wu Tang all day, all fucking day. So <laughs> let them review books. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, this, this Geeks and Comics. This Geeks and Comics, they don't know. They they're confused right now. They either want to be us or review book. Goma want to be us, and AK Dave wants to do something completely different. So it's fun hearing them war against each other. Don't they just do previews, though? They want to do previews, but Goma doesn't want to do previews. Goma wants to do something else. A.K.A. Dave wants to do previews. So they're having, like, the Civil War or where the rest of the show is going right now. It's really funny. (laughs) I I like listening to it just for that. (laughs) Uh, What else we got? Hoodoo TV, uh, Get Valiant, uh, Instruments of Destruction, pretty sure some more Transformers coming out. 
And yeah, like I said, a whole bunch of books coming out. We don't know what's going to happen next week. Uh, pretty sure some stupid shit will happen. We'll just kind of play it by ear and go. Uh, definitely another Spawn book, maybe. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We will talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. Still, if one of them is so ferocious, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't worry about it. The disciples are now well aware of the fact that my kung fu is unbeatable. We used to cook the product in the pot, add soda, turn the product in the rock. It's in my DNA, you see, it started with my pops. In his heyday, he probably put your father in the box. In my heyday, I probably put the product in my sock. Ain't no vacate, the pops become a problem when it's hot. Mayday, mayday, but no charge. I'm nutty with the bars, that's a payday. So, bruh, this ain't even the bar, this is AA. Back up in the trunk with the AK. Each line pack a fabulous punch, no diss to Ray J. Nah, see, I don't dab and now on nay Got bottles coming now, warriors come out and play, eh? Just know I'm grade A, get a slice of bread. Okay, some hoods love me, someone like me dead. Okay, my goon hungry, his thighs is red. Buddy clumsy, go oops upside your head. We at Droid Poets, suckers. Range Rovers, flood up the rucker. Me a thousand chains on, I got put on with luck. Evergreen baggies, selling capsules, running the classroom. Slick bastards getting cream, yelling cash roll. Smile like Pacquiao, but under the leather. Hold a Mac 1-0, pumping up in one oak, the Grammy hour. Coke chemist taste, the flow is numb, needs a copper rum, blunt off the Get back, salute me, then one, I'm out, off to the races. My blazers ain't patient, they wanna spray shit. Get elephant blown for stalking race shit. Jammies carry nitrogen, light up a session like I'm on Vicodin. Fuck with the righteous men and we fighting it. Yeah, 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 the rebels is here, medals and gear. Getting proud of a medical, that's incredible. The flyers, the most notorious, why is half of those liars? Off niggas' heads like the pies. Before I poly, red light in the Bob Molly. So I can cipher God bodies from the John Gotti's. Everybody a boss saying they time's money. Women injections, leave them with the odd bodies. Babies having babies, wearing old navy, robbing old ladies. That's a product of no home training. I show you the ropes, I'm narrating Al Heyman. I told Lighty if I hate him, I'ma violate him. I'm not a shooter, but I know shooters. And if them shooters don't shoot up, I go suit up. Red man and the W is televised. We ain't them niggas. Media telling hella lies This a campfire of a vampire I don't sleep when hot beats through the amplifier And they nigga got something to say I'm like, yeah, okay, y'all corny anyway, doc My team hard, making them lean hard. You see more riders lined up than you see at a theme park. My queen hot, making the scene pop. Routine hot, online gangsters, I'm giving them screenshots. Hard white lyrics to guard right. Twisting the tail, sick as hell. Christian Bale from the dark night. On site, fogging your fog lights. Your dogs like Swayze at the roadhouse, down for the bar fight. Like this, like a IG pick. Before the Seahawks 24, Lord, I've been on that beat shit. Pussy you whack, something like a cheap trick Mike in the Billy Jean vid, I got the streets lit Shining star, find another, you gon' find it hard Certain death that can walk off with minor scars Firing the squad, defying the odds And the flow solitary, just me behind the bars Sparks up the bullet
bulletproof Game face intensity, applied ingenuity Tech criminology, sharp mathematically Certified, recognized by every eye worldwide Back to the streets of the do or die Hustler, I understand politics consistent Never quit, superstar, write hits Come have a listen, y'all Get money, flipping it, scripting it, record it Fans that applaud it Ship a hundred mil, they bought it Took a snort of it Quotes like heroin, coke mixed with dope Have an overdose, cardiac, a loss spin the beat back Watch the magnetic attract them, club pack them They stiff cause the wisdom is swift when I'm attacking Everybody getting these deals, you got all these black ass motherfuckers getting deals, these pussy ass motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? They're getting deals, and everybody got a deal, and everybody happy and shit. And Wu Tang, we the best. Oh, 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 oh.